Je vous prie. 
You were the cock of the north. White jeans, shiny Versace belt. Not a knockoff from Leeds Market, not for you, no. Snakeskin Patrick Cox loafers, Benson and Hedges, Romany skin. Back in 96, I remember the night of Brian's wake. 11 hours drinking lager, you and me and Chris, Brian's son. They live next door to us, the family who always shouted and let their dogs shit in our garden. Chris was pretty fucked up that night. Brian had hung himself from the stair rafters, and it wasn't Chris's fault, but he thought it was. He thought it was all because of the court case. He drove his dad to it, and you and him were friends from way back. You were bad children, always riding around the estate on stolen bikes, beating other kids up. You were boys whose mothers loved them too much. But the night of Brian's wake, we were all back at Harold Hick Court in Simon's flat, Simon with the tiny pin pupils. We listened to What's the Story Morning Glory, all of us stinking from daytime drinking, and you and Chris were being boisterous, teasing each other. I went for a piss in the dirty bathroom, and when I came back, you and him were fighting on the carpet. The two of you smashing punches into each other. And as always, Chris took it too far and broke a bottle, stabbing the raw green glass into your hand, which sprayed red all over your white jeans. You were yelling at him and the rest of the lads had to pin Chris down. He said he was going to fucking kill you. I pulled you towards the sink and pushed your messy hand under the tap, shouting for sellotape and binding your hand with it, cutting the pulsing blood off. You said thank you and gave me a small peck on the side of my face. Then a few of the lads got out small sealy bags and started smoking brown powder off tin foil, like an origami bird, all silvery and bright in the dark doomy flat. Then you smoked some of it up through an empty biro and I knew things were going a bit far, but I couldn't help watching and felt a bit sick from the musty fish smell and I didn't take any because I was too scared that I'd throw up all over myself. But I watched you go quiet, eyes all watery, the very same look that lots of boys had on Sunday afternoons. So I laid on the sofa, pretending to sleep, and watched your lion face gouge on the sticky kitchen lino. Chris was sharing needles with my school friends, Danny and Ant, and another called Dave, making tourniquets from their knockoff Gucci belts. And right there at 5am, it struck me if I didn't pack my bags and leave for somewhere better, I too would be dragged into the same helpless hole that all of you had dug. Because the only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth.
The beautiful red-haired girl stood on the platform waiting for the delayed 17.25. Her shape and her movement her large white eyes peering out keeping me transfixed drawing all my attention making me obvious and embarrassed wishing I was someplace else where I did not have to bear this wanting too much to take her up in my arms and kiss her skin and her delicate joint her poise making lumps in my throat wanting to draw that shape over and over in shadows on the platform concrete.